SteveNobleSchool.com. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Well, I'm sure you guys, if you've been listening or watching for a while, you've heard me talk about uh, Capital Commission and Pray1Tim2.org. I've said that so many times over the years on the air because it had a huge impact on my own life. A dear friend of mine started that ministry years ago, uh, Jim Young. And uh, when you go to Pray1Tim2.org, that's going to land you on a website where you're going to see this is a ministry of Capital Commission. You will see a map of the United States. Click on your state, sign up for an email. And each uh, day, very or pretty early in the morning, you'll get an email with several of your uh, state representatives. There'll be one at the national level, like here in North Carolina. I get two in the Senate, three in the House. Gives me their names, where they're from. Doesn't tell me their party affiliation, which is helpful. And uh, you p- pray for those as we are uh, commanded to do in Scripture. Thus, pray one tim two dot org. And that just had a huge impact on how I approach politics, how I feel about politics, how I feel and think about politicians, because once you start praying for people, you will find that it changes your opinion of them, your perspective of them. And that's not a suggestion from the Word of God. That's a command from the Word of God. Pray1tim2.org, Capital Commission, which uh, is in... Uh, over 20, I think close to 30 capitals around the country now. And Brad Harbaugh was just on recently. He's the national director. Burt Jones is here in North Carolina and other states. And we were talking about an upcoming event, which is next Thursday here in Raleigh, Thursday, November 2nd, called Empowering Leaders for Righteousness. This is an opportunity to support this incredible ministry. They walk into these capitals around the country not to carry a vote for so-and-so sign, not even to directly talk to them about legislation. They are there to minister to them, to share the gospel, to lead Bible studies, because as you've probably experienced in your own life, uh, your politics generally will be incredibly impacted by your faith. Once you get there and once you're growing in Christ, it will affect your worldview, which will affect how you view politics and politicians, and it will affect uh, how you... uh, take positions on various topics. So Capital Commission in there, in these state capitals, with a gospel-centered outreach, and God has just been blessing it immensely. But they need support. So next Thursday, November 2nd, 6 to 8.30 p.m. at Northridge Country Club, beautiful country club here in the Raleigh area. My good friend Matt Papa will be there. We, If you've been around Call to Action for a while, you remember when we used to do uh, Call to Worship events. Matt Papa was our worship leader, an incredible uh incredible musician. And now he's one of the few people out there that's actually gifted enough to write modern hymns. He's just an incredible talent. So he'll be there. And then my, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Grant Castleberry, who's the senior pastor at Capital Community Church here in Raleigh and served his nation honorably uh, as a U.S. Marine and has been on the show before, is going to be bringing the message that night. Hey, my brother, how you doing? Outstanding. Doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. It's great to have you back and to have you uh, talking about such an important event. It's one thing for us as Christians to look at uh, the government and our role with that and our call to prayer for that, Grant. But for you as as a senior pastor, but somebody that served in the military as a Marine, and thank you once again 
for your service. Uh, when you first found out about Capital Commission through our mutual friend, Jim Young, what was your reaction to their ministry to these capitals via Bible study and the gospel? I loved it. I, I loved it. And I love Jim Young. He was, you know, I'm a Texan, uh, have lived all over, but Jim Young was one of the first people that reached out to me from North Carolina, even before I came and has just, uh, just an incredible, uh, history in ministry with the Navigators uh, before Capital Commission uh, has been influenced quite a bit by John MacArthur Mm -hmm. and expository preaching. So what struck me about Jim uh, Young, uh, Brad Harbaugh, the current president, uh, is these guys are serious about their theology. You know, it's not just uh, one of the things that I saw in the Marine Corps with various chaplains, you know, there's a lot of people that wear the Christian title, mm-hmm. but not all those people necessarily even have the gospel. Yeah. And even some that have the gospel, you you, you 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 know, I would say, man, I appreciate what you're doing. I wish you had a little bit more theological depth that you brought to the table as you're trying to minister to Marines or sailors or airmen or whoever. And that's one of the things that I that just getting to know Capital Commission that I that I really love about what they do is that they they get chaplains who really know their theology yeah. and who who really know sound doctrine and are able to communicate the gospel. And I love that because when we think about government, I know that we're quick to think about policies and laws and all of those things are so, so, so important. You know, and there's this huge debate right now about Christian nationalism and all those things. But you can't have any sort of Christian government if the legislators aren't Christians. Right. And that's that's the whole point is to, as as you were just quoting from First Timothy uh, 2, 1, you know, where Paul says to pray that all people for kings and those who are in high Mm -hmm. positions, that they would be converted that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives, yeah. uh, godly and dignified in every way. So our hope is that these people, these important uh, legislators and congressmen and governors, our hope is that they will be saved and converted to a knowledge of the truth and come to know Christ. And that's right. what I love about Capital Commission is that's their aim is to go into the state houses uh, and have Bible studies with lawmakers, pray with them, and they're doing it from the worldview that you and I both share. We can get behind this ministry, that's right. and that's why I'm so glad to support it. Yeah, and we'll talk in the next segment, Grant, about uh, kind of what you're going to be talking about next week and why it's so important that we support a ministry like this. But the thing that's a challenge for the various uh, ministers, and I'm just going to call them that, that work at Capital Commission and, and take the gospel and Bible study into state capitals, is these capitals and these politicians are used to Christians showing up and being involved, but we're almost always there to uh, affect policy. We're almost always there to talk to them about what we're for, what we're against. We want them to pass this. We want them to oppose that. Uh, oftentimes, ministering to them as an individual made in the, in the image of God is secondary or even a third-level issue. Capital Commission is there to minister to the men and women who serve with the gospel, with the truth of God's word. And we know because that will affect their lives, which will affect what they do in the legislature. You're not there primarily because you want to use them to get to 
policy. You're there to minister to them as individuals made in the image of God, which is exactly how Christ taught people and reached people. That's how we need to do it as well. Grant, I'm going to put you on hold. Talking to Grant Castleberry. We're talking about Capital Commission next Thursday. I've got some free tickets. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. So I want to invite you. I've got four tickets to give away. These are $150 a piece to normally go to an event like this. My buddy Matt Papa is going to be doing the music. And then our special guest today, Pastor Grant Castleberry from Capital Community Church here in Raleigh, will bring an excellent message, as he always does. And so uh, I'll be there. Unfortunately, my wife's working late that day, but we'll all be sitting at the same table together. So I'd like to give four of these tickets away. Typically, that's going to be two pair, right? So you and your spouse, you and a friend, uh, but a couple of caveats. Number one, actually, before you call, 866-348-7884 is our number to get these tickets. 866-348-7884. It's next Thursday, November 2nd, 6 p.m., at Northridge Country Club in North Raleigh. Before you call, make sure you can actually go. I don't want to uh, give you these tickets and then three days from now you email back and say, oh, oh, yeah, check my schedule, I can't go. So actually check right quick with your spouse, a friend, whatever. If you have a friend that you know would understand the purpose and the meaningfulness of this ministry, then by all means, call. I want to give away four tickets. We'll do that basically as two pair. So you and your spouse, you and a friend, 866-348-7884. It will be an incredibly inspiring night. Hopefully you'll be able to help support Capital Commission while you're there. But Thursday, November 2nd here in Raleigh with my good friend, Matt Papa. And then our guest today, Grant Castleberry, will bring in the message, which will be awesome. It's just going to be a great night, an encouraging night, an incredibly important ministry. Okay, 866-348-7884. I'm going to give away two pairs of tickets Next Thursday, November 2nd, 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. And uh, we'll keep the phone lines open for the rest of the show so you can call in and I'll remind you. But give us a call. I'd love for you to join me at at the table I'll be sitting at next Thursday, November 2nd. In the meantime, uh, with our good friend Grant Castleberry talking about Capital Commission. And I was sharing Grant on the break for uh, people that are watching on Facebook Live and Rumble how – uh, one of the challenges for Capital Commission, and, and I was a part of the reason that there is a challenge, is because most politicians are used to Christians showing up in the legislature just to come down there and affect policy. We're not really there to minister to the individual. So it takes them a while to earn that kind of trust. And uh, Jim Young and I were on the opposite side of that table early on. And then as I got to know our, our dear brother and found out what Capital Commission was doing and started praying for politicians, man, it sure changed my uh, opinion and got me more in line with how the Lord would have us approach politicians as individuals that Jesus knows and died for. And through the gospel, that's how they're affected. Or if they're believers already, they need to be ministered to in that capacity. And uh, one of the most powerful things Capital Commission does is just walking through a state capitol and ministering to people and praying for people. But they they have some roadblocks to get past because we haven't always been effective at reaching that community. Maybe it's just me, Grant. Maybe most Christians have been great at that. But I think we think policy first and person second. Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge. I think, you know, you think and we're, we are thankful for Christian lobbyists and, and we need we need people to stand for the Christian worldview yeah. in legislatures for sure. But we also need to take a step back further and reach those legislators for Christ. Mm -hmm. And, of course, 
if you are a Christian, you are going to be more conservative because the Christian worldview mandates that we have certain uh, a biblical stance on things like homosexuality, yep, abortion, right. uh, things now that that are associated with the conservative side of the aisle, which used to not even be debated. Right. But but now those are considered, quote, political viewpoints mm-hmm. when really they're moral viewpoints. So, of course, every Capitol Commission uh, chaplain or minister is going to sh- have those viewpoints. So, yes, there is that sense where a politician has a wall up because yeah. they're talking to somebody with a different worldview. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's so important. And, and you know, you think about your, your local state house, and, and if you're a church, for example, in Raleigh, I mean, how are we going to reach people for Christ there? I mean, you have to be so intentional. That's right. And that's the purpose of this ministry is with intentionality to send these ministers into the state houses where they can build that relationship. And like you said, it does take time, but they begin praying for them and they build trust. They start Bible studies that are open to, to all people, both sides of the aisle to come where they can uh, begin to ask questions about the truth that they're hearing. And they see success. They see God win people to Christ yeah, and, and come to a saving knowledge of him. And one of the things that, that I want to talk about at the, the banquet next week is one, God desires politicians, even politicians to be saved. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I say that because that's what the Bible says. Uh, first Timothy two, four says God desires all people, all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And I think by that, he means all types of people from every spectrum and stratosphere and including politicians and God is is using this ministry to win those people, and it's important for us. And this is, again, this is biblical. Paul says we want to be able to live peaceful and quiet lives. That's right. And if you have Christian legislators making laws that enable us to practice our Christianity freely, then that is something to praise God for. And and that's one of the reasons why I served this country in the Marine Corps is I wanted to defend those freedoms. And my my hope is that those that we elect to public office will also strive to defend those freedoms and allow us to continue to exercise our Christianity in a in a public way. Yeah, it's such so well said, Grant, and that's exactly why we're talking about this and why I've harped on this for years. And I had to get there myself first to see politicians as people made in the image of God, as opposed to just people on the other side of the aisle for me to uh, put in their place using one way, one means or another. And, and and I still fight for truth. I still speak out about that, still engage in the political arena, but approach them in a much more gospel centric way. And again, we're talking to Grant Castleberry next Thursday, November 2nd, 6 to 830 p.m. Northridge Country Club. You'll get a great dinner. It's You'll be with like-minded believers. Matt Papa's doing the music. Grant will bring the keynote uh, message. And we'll all be invited to partner with the Lord and what he's doing here. So give, give me a call before the show's over today. We want to give away these two pairs of tickets to come sit uh, with me at that event. You will be blessed. And to see what the Lord is doing there will be awesome. 866-348-7884 is the number. 866 348 
7884 to claim those tickets or 866-34-TRUTH. And, and Grant, with, from, a, from a pastoral perspective, and we don't have much time, like 45 seconds, how do you, how do you handle this with your church when, you, when you're telling your church, okay, uh, we don't separate ourselves from politics. We engage politics. Uh, but why do we engage politics? Like, like, what do you tell the folks there at Capital Community regarding that? Well, you know, Romans 13, Paul clearly says that that government leaders are God's deacons. That's the word he uses, diakonos. They're his servants. You know, he's appointed them. So they they should know to whom they're going to be accountable. Hmm. So we need to reach them. We need to be engaged in, in government so that the laws that, that govern us, like I said, we're able to practice our religion freely. Yeah. And uh, we— you know, should be concerned about legislation, but we need to push past that and win people to Christ. You know, Amen. America is only going to be changed through conversion, That's right. I think through revival. That's right. So we can Amen. talk about laws all day long and, and elections. But we need to get upstream from that Amen. and win people Amen. to Christ. And that's exactly why right. this is important. Amen. Grant Castleberry, thank you, my brother, for being on CapitalCommunityChurch.com, by the way, if you're looking for an excellent church in Raleigh, CapitalCommunityChurch.com. Thank you, brother. We'll talk again. .com. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. We're going to expand our focus in the first half of the show, talking to Grant Castleberry, talking about Capital Commission. And, and their, their calling, their mission is to reach uh, state capitals and state legislatures with the gospel, with Bible study. And if you want to see a nation, like he was saying, awakening revival, you want to see a nation transform, you have to get the word of God to these men and women that serve gospel first, discipleship second, and then that will affect the way they view all these issues. And then you can start to see change, whether it's at your state level, the national level. Uh, that's what Christianity does. That's the power of a transformed life for politicians. And then you expand that scope out and, and consider worldwide. Uh, how do you how do you how do you kind of step up to that challenge to try to get the word of God to as many people as you possibly can, uh, literally till the whole world knows. And that's why we've in the past had, the, uh, had a blessing of being able to talk to our friends at Bible League International. Michael Woolworth back in the house to help us understand what this other call is on our life to try to get the gospel and God's word out to people, not just around your state or even around our country, but around the world. Michael, it's great to have you back on. How are you? Hey, Steve. Great to hear your voice. Thanks for a few moments to uh, hop on today, remind your listeners that Truth Network and Bible League, we're engaged in this campaign. As you say, it's called Till the Whole World Knows. And Steve, um, let me say this. Over the years, we've partnered together. Uh, we've never parted ways uh, disappointed. Your listeners have come through big. And right now, we want to bless a little more than 3,000 Bibleist believers that we know by name in many regions of the world, including Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America. And, of course, we'll talk about the Middle East uh, in our time together today yeah. since that's relevant in the news today. But all that to say, thank you, Truth Network listeners. Thank you, Steve uh, Noble, for an opportunity to come on. And let you know how great the need is, but also how your listeners can get involved and become Bible centers today. Yeah, amen. And, and I'm glad you brought up the Middle East. And, and whether we're talking about the Middle East or Ukraine or anything going on on, on international news especially, uh, I think one of our challenges is, is our first reaction to a lot of the breaking news, Michael, is that uh, we react as Americans. We react politically. Uh, our, our Christian worldview is in there. 
I don't know how often we react in a, in a gospel-centered, word-of-God kind of uh, way, going, you know what? You know what would change Gaza? You, know, the, the whole, you want to change Gaza ultimately? Then they need to know the Lord. They need the word of God so that they can be taught the truth as opposed to lies, so they can learn how to love their neighbor as themselves. And once they experience the, the, the love of God, and then to, to expand on that, you got to have the word of God. I just don't know how often we think in terms of, uh, these people need Jesus and these people need God's word. I, I mean, we just kind of take it for granted. But I think, unfortunately, Michael, one of our challenges is we don't react to news that way. Mm. Yeah, you know what, Steve, I want to tell you, I'm not coming today with the answers to all the geopolitical issues yep. that faces in today's world. But I can tell you, if we can apply Jesus to those situations, you're right, transformation can come. And I'll tell you a story from the Middle East here in just a moment. But, uh, Steve, you know, the, the big issue around the globe for, for many Christians is the lack of religious freedom. I mean, we have that here in America. We certainly take it for granted, because if you're in a place like the Middle East or within the walls of communist China or in India right now, where, you know, if you tell somebody what Jesus means to you and invite them into kingdom life, they can throw you in jail for that. And so in places where religious freedom is at a premium, what you find is that most Christians are denied God's Word. Now, they hear it preached, right? Uh, However often they, they can gather with other believers at a worship service, maybe in a Bible study, um, but in terms of having a Bible sitting in their laps, you know, where the Holy Spirit can, can minister to them, this is a premium. We have found that at Bible League, now in our 85th year of ministry, that as many as 9 of 10 new believers in Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America go without, again, what is so basic to the Christian faith, and yep. that is having a Bible. But uh, we're doing something about it. Um, I know we'll hit this a little bit harder before we wrap up, but it, it's a $5 gift uh, to, to put the Bible into the hands and hearts of a Bibleist believer. So a gift today of $100, that's, uh, that's, that's tax deductible. That's 20 Bibles. But, Steve, also we have friends of Bible League that want to double every single gift. They know how important this campaign is. They know that you and I are having uh, this opportunity today. So they've agreed to match every single gift that's made today. There's two ways to get involved. It's a quick phone call to 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or just click the Bible League banner. You can find that at truthnetwork.com truthnetwork.com. And by the time we hit uh, November 5th, that's a Sunday, it's a couple weeks away, we would love to be able to tell 3,500 Bibleist believers that we know by name at Bible League. They're members of our spiritual faith. They've left all the isms of the world. But again, Steve, they lack what is so basic to walking with Jesus, and that is having a Bible. 800 yes word or truthnetwork.com. All it takes is $5 to send a Bible. Yeah, and it's, it's remarkable to me. We'll hit the first break here in a minute, Michael. It's remarkable to me to look at this international reach of Bible League International and, and sending the Word of God all over uh, the world. But to, but to trace that back uh, to 1938 in Walkerton, Indiana, and Bill and Betty Chapman, literally just walking uh, with this conviction, like, let's go talk to people and ask them if they have a Bible. Uh, 92% of American households have at least one copy of the Bible in them. So that's a that's a pretty mind-boggling statistic. Uh, but obviously, we're not reading it. So if you're not reading it, you're not going to be changed by it. You're not going to be affected by it. But that simple maneuver of Bill and Betty Chapman all the way back in 1938, yeah. hey, do you have yeah. a Bible? That's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, if you don't have one, if we you know give you one, will you promise to uh, to read it? So on that premise, Bible League was birthed, as you say, Steve, Good Friday, 1938. 
And, you know, again, I know our hearts and our prayers uh, are with the people uh, of the Middle East right now, especially with this Islamic, uh, this, uh, this Israeli uh, conflict. But I want to come back on the other side of the break and tell you about a trip that I made to that part of the world. We, we know it's a place of, of pain and loss and conflict dating back, you know, millennia, right? Yeah. But I can tell you, Steve, God's at work there. Um, I met a 14-year-old Syrian refugee on the other side of the break. I want to tell you about him. We have a couple minutes, Michael, so go ahead now. We have a couple. We got like we got like three minutes. So if you can do it, go ahead. I'd love to hear this. Well, at least at least let me get started. You know, I was okay. in that part of the world, and we were very close to the Syria-Jordan border, Steve. And um, we, I met a 14-year-old Syrian refugee. I'll call him Ahmed. His father died fighting for ISIS. His mother would have been radicalized when she left Syria. Remember, the Assad regime just made a mess out of that country. Many of those people uh, fled for their lives. Most of them ended up in a, a refugee camp, 90,000 people strong. Not far from there was a small evangelical church. They wanted to be a blessing to those who were integrating into the community. They used a program from Bible League, one of many that we have. In this case, it's Bible-based literacies. You engage people in God's Word uh, throughout uh, 85 years of ministry. You find out they can't read or write. You have another problem. So, Steve, what this church did is they offered that to many of these Islamic women who, because of their social standing in that, um, uh, that system, they were denied an education. So many of those could not read, could not write. That was the story of Ahmed's mother. And I can tell you, as two wow. Christian women poured themselves into her in grateful response. Number one, she learned to read in Arabic. Uh, she could read a recipe in a government form. She hmm. was elated, right? But she had also been introduced to Jesus. And she led seven of her kids to Christ, but not number eight. That was Ahmed. By that time, wow. he had sold out to violent Islam, Steve. He was uh, basically a jihadist at that point. Um, they picked a place, a time where he would kill himself in the name of Allah. Um, his mother found out about this. She prayed nonstop for his salvation when it came. The radicals he hung around with, they beat him nearly to death. They said, we're going to find you and finish the job at some point. And the family literally fled in the middle of the night with their shirts on their backs. When I caught up with him several villages over not long ago, I said, Ahmed, through a translator, I said, what's your Bible mean to you? He said, Michael, I can go here where Jesus says, they'll hate you because they hate me first. He said, uh, he said I can go here where Paul writes, uh, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And then here in the Great Commission where Jesus says, I'm with you. Now, Steve, he had a perspective. He had a Bible. He had a deep burden to rescue other young men, 10 to 20 years of age, who are often targeted because they're refugees. They're promised financial incentives and many, many other things. And his pastor said... Michael, he's the real deal. About 100 people in that age category have come to Christ. And, Steve, wow. since I've gotten back from that part of the world and I've continued to follow the story, about 300 others have come to Christ. But Man. the Middle East, it is a part of the world where it's nearly impossible to find a Bible, in this case in the Arabic language. So, again, I know that's a part of the world with lots of pain yeah. and suffering and conflict, and that's certainly the case with uh, this current story in the news but God is doing things over there. He's doing amazing things, and we can step into the stories of these believers today and send them exactly what they're praying for, and that's not an end to their suffering. It is the Word of God. So, Steve, there's a need for 300 Bibles right now. You can take care of that at 5 dollars a Bible, and I can tell you it's kind of the eyes and ears of Bible League. It'll be a joy for me to circle yeah. back to these believers in the Middle East and let them know their <laughs> Bibles, they're coming, yeah. they're on their way. Yeah, really, it's such an amazing opportunity, and I think that's one of the things. As Americans, we want to do something. We watch the news, and national news, international news, and, and you can feel hopeless and helpless, but this is an opportunity where you can kind of deal with both of those things because you're not helpless, and these people are not hopeless. That's why the Word of God is so important. We're going to keep 
talking to Michael on the other side of the break, but 1-800-YES-WORD. You should be able to remember that one pretty easily. 1-800-YES-WORD. So you can call them. That's the old-fashioned way. Just pick up the phone and dial 1-800-YES-WORD. Or you can jump right over to our friends at truthnetwork.com. You'll see the banner right there on the homepage. I'm looking at it right now on the left side till the whole world knows. Michael, when we come back, uh, do me a favor. I would love to hear some more of these stories. The blood of the lamb, the power of their testimony, and it's so, so encouraging. Uh, So I'm going to put you on hold. We're talking to Michael Woolworth from Bible League International. $5 per Bible. $5 per Bible to change lives. It's really mind-boggling. 1-800-YES-WORD. We'll be right back. back at Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. And if you've uh, been a listener, if you've been a part of the show, part of the family here for a while, you know that it, it's not very often that I will have a, have a ministry on where we got a specific goal. We're trying to raise money for something. I have ministries on occasionally and here and there. And, uh, and, and a lot of times we're just talking about the particular subject. Like tomorrow, we're going to be talking about domestic abuse with our friends at Called to Peace. So, so there's that. And, and but I don't do it very often. And when we actually have a, of a clarion call of something specific like we're doing right now with Michael Woolworth from the Bible League, Till the Whole World Knows, Bibles for the Nation's $5 per Bible. Uh, this, this happens literally nine out of ten times when uh, the Lord opens a door to do a show like this. And Michael will be back on with Stu uh, hopefully on Friday. And then we'll ho- hopefully have a chance to talk again next week before the end of this month's campaign with Truth Radio, uh, Truth Radio Network, which I'm a member of, obviously. Uh, nine times out of ten, I'm like, okay, I can't ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. So I just did that. Uh, on the break. So uh, 30 Bibles uh, from uh, the Steve Noble show on their way. And I'm not going to ask you to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And I'm not now that the Lord judge my heart. If I just got my reward for that by telling you about it. And and I said that out of pride, then I deserve no attention for that. I'm not saying it to to get attention. I'm just telling you that because I want you to know that I'm 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 not just asking you some, to do something that I wouldn't do myself. That's the only reason I'm telling you that. Uh, so that I have a little more authority in challenging you to do something because I was willing to do it myself. And so praise the Lord for that. 1-800-YES-WORD is the phone number, an easy way to do that. $5 per Bible, 30 Bibles, 150 bucks. I mean, it's 20 Bibles, 100 bucks, 10 Bibles, 50 bucks. It's, it, I mean, and these are actual Bibles going into actual people's hands. And it's something you can do that can alter the trajectory, just like the story Michael was telling us, of one person's life, which leads to 100 other lives and 300 other lives. It's really amazing. And one day in heaven, it's going to be so cool to see uh, what God did with every little seed we ever sowed. And uh, it's so, I mean, I look forward to that day because whether it's a financial thing or just the way you treated somebody or the way you chose to listen or share the gospel, it's amazing what God can do with our little seeds. And so just a great opportunity today. 1-800-YES-WORD is the phone number. Nice, easy way to do that. 1-800-YES-WORD or just go to the truthnetwork.com website. That's where I went, truthnetwork.com. Right on the left, you'll see a banner for the Bible League. Click on that. You'll be able to go take care of it. it took me 30 seconds. Piece of cake. Uh, but it's great to have you on the show with us, Michael. Again, thank you for informing us and challenging us and, and allowing us to partner with you. It's such a blessing. 
Well, and Steve, thanks for your gift. And, you, you know, they, they, that, that's who you and your listeners are. We're about 1,000 Bibles toward this goal right now, a little north of 3,000 by the time we wrap up on November 5th. So, listeners, you've been incredibly kind to Bible League. Steve, you've been a great friend of Bible League. You've really asked your listeners without reservation to uh, to get a glimpse of what God is doing through this ministry now in our 85th year of ministry around the world. And again, we are so deeply grateful. We know in the age of inflation, you know, there's some sacrifice Mm -hmm. happening on the part of your listeners when they step into the stories of Christians in the Middle East. You know, this former jihadist who, uh, again, uh, with a bounty on his head is one. He's an evangelist. He has a burden. It's an intolerable burden, Steve. And he's inviting us to be a part of that work. Let me kind of, as we wrap up our time together, give you an idea of kind of how this unfolds all over the world, because this really ought to give you some comfort. We never go into a village, Steve, you may have used this term before, willy-nilly, and kind of give out, you know, Bibles (laughs) to anybody. All 3,500 Christians, and we're uh, praying to bless right now. We know them by name at Bible League. The soil has been worked. They've come to saving faith. They're all over God's green earth, and uh, they live where it's nearly impossible to get a Bible. So here's what happened in Madagascar, Africa, the island nation uh, on that continent. Uh, I'll tell you the story of a woman by the name of Lally. Steve, her story is this. She was the village witch doctor. She was all about voodoo, black magic, uh, shamanism, all that darkness, right? Um, A Christian invited her, uh, somebody who received a Bible in a previous Bible League campaign, found out very quickly, Jesus is not to be kept to oneself. He's to be shared. And so we have a Bible study. It's about 8 to 12 links in in length. And people all over the world, including in very remote Madagascar, Africa, will invite others, come learn about Jesus. And so they will come uh, through a small group study. That's what Lally did. I can tell you she uh, accepted that invitation, not because she cherished Christianity. It was because she thought, okay, one more thing in my tool belt of witchcraft. (laughs) Right. Right. But if she went through that, Steve, she would find out what? I'm a sinner, and there's no other name under heaven by which to be saved except that of Jesus. I can tell you, she became a believer. She led her family to Christ, but the story does not end there. She went to literally dozens of families that she misled through witchcraft over many, many years. She would unfold the gospel to them, and she would urge them to follow Jesus. And Steve, I can tell you today, there are 400 believers in very Hmm. remote Madagascar, Africa, who are now members of our spiritual family. And again, they're praying uh, not for an end to all that they face. They come under tremendous pressure from their families to leave Christianity, but they're focused on Jesus. They're praying for Bibles. And again, that's a part of the world where, you know, you're not going to find a Christian bookstore. You're not going right. to go into a discount retailer like a Target or Walmart that makes, you know, lots of money off yeah, Bibles and that's right. inspirational books, or, you know, Amazon to drop a box of Bibles into their village. So um, if it happens, it happens through wonderful listening families like this of the Steve Noble Show and Truth Network. By the time we wrap up November 5th, Steve, we want to be at uh, 3,500 Bibles. We're just north of 1,000 Bibles. We're grateful to be at that point. Um, I know that's a big gap between here and where we need to be, but if there's a group that can get it done, it's the Truth Network family and listeners to the wonderful Steve Noble show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's people out there that can obviously step up and, and, and pay for uh, – 100 Bibles or even 1,000 Bibles that they wanted to. And, and that's between them and the Lord. The thing that uh, the older I get, Michael, the more I like to contemplate what heaven's going to be like. And going back yeah. to my uh, comments about uh, these little seeds that you sow, which sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's just the time you give to somebody, sharing the gospel with somebody, sending a Bible somewhere. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I get so juiced up thinking about uh, just let's just take this one. Okay, so you send thirty Bibles in and you help out Bible League. You call them at one eight hundred yes word. You go to the the website, the truthnetwork.com dot com website, 
and you you know you donate a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, whatever. Uh, and then one day you're in heaven, and and somebody comes up to you, and they're like, "Hey, Steve, uh, uh, we've never met, and and I think the Lord would make this information available to all His children, but but." Uh, you did something, this was back like in 2023 or something, and it ended up putting a Bible in my hand. And I just wanted to come over here and say uh, thanks. Thanks for doing that. I, I, yeah. I'm emotional just Steve, sitting here. I think here that's reasonable. I think talking. that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. And I'm going to be like, what? Like, seriously? And he's like, yes. I mean, you didn't know. Yeah. And then we're friends forever. And then in that moment, I'm just like, Lord, thank you. So much that I was in my right mind for a minute and did something for somebody else. And then there's eternal blessings out of that. That that I, That's the kind of economy I like to think about more today than the U.S. Yeah, economy. Yeah, it's the spiritual yeah. economy. Steve, I, you know, I, I love those words. You know, you, I know it's tempting to say, okay, what is my $5 gift? What will my one Bible that I can send today really accomplish? Well, in the story that I mentioned, uh, which is fresh, mm-hmm. we know these people by name in Madagascar, yeah. Africa, right? Uh, it was one person uh, who had come to saving faith, right? Got a Bible in a previous Bible League campaign. Wouldn't be surprised if a Truth Network listener sent that Bible. But again, it came down to what? One Bible, one person willing to explain what's in that Bible, right? To point people to the hope of the gospel, and then one God who is gracious and yeah. willing to bring yeah. people from the grips of spiritual darkness. Yeah. And today, think about how life will be so much different, so much better, as 400 families who live steeped in spiritual darkness had no idea who Jesus is, no idea what walking with him is all about. Now they're his followers, they're members of our spiritual family. Steve, that, that number of 400 Bibles needed right now with that story in Africa, that's part of the bigger number. It's 3,500. We need to be there by November 5th. That's when we'll wrap up uh, this campaign. In fact, we've been given an extension of a few days by the wonderful folks uh, at Truth Network. And again, it happens at $5 a Bible. You know, you pray about it. Make your most generous gift. And Steve, I'll leave you with this thought. You know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 16, when one part of the body suffers, we suffer together. And I hope today is at least a little glimpse into the lives of what most evangelical Christians face around the world, and that is, again, they live out their Christian walk with Jesus without what is so elementary, and that is a Bible. But your listeners, they're doing something about it today, and Steve, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you for your gift. And again, we pray we'll get there, and uh, we'd love to do it by November 5th. But always a a joy just to hop on with you, uh, Steve, and and your listeners for a few moments, let you know what God is doing, and invite you to be a part of the stories of these Christians in the places like the Middle East and yeah. the continent of oh, Africa. Man. Yeah, so exciting. What a great opportunity. And and, and and I always come back with stuff. I'm like, hey, it's not, I, do I have to do this or do I get to do this? Well, actually, it's both. <laughs> but, but at this point in my walk with the Lord, I, I'm just amazed that he allows me to do anything and to involve me in anything, especially something that has <laughs> eternal fruit like this. It's just mind-boggling. Uh, uh, remind us one more time, Michael, the phone number and the website so that we can help get these Bibles to people around the world. $5 sends a gift, every gift match. Uh, two ways to get involved, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. 800-YES-WORD, or just click the Bible League banner. You can find that at Truth network.com. Our goal is to bless 3,500 Bibleist believers by November 5th. We're about a third of the way there, Steve. We're getting there, and we're praying that we can get it done and get these Bibles on their way. That's awesome, Michael. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for your time and leadership and inspiration, and we look forward to having you on again, and we'll continue to talk about it all the way up till November 5th, and, and being a part of what the Lord is doing is such an awesome blessing. God bless you, my friend. Thanks again. Yeah, God bless you, Steve. 
Thanks, Michael. We'll talk again. That was Michael Woolworth, Bible League, BibleLeague.org. And you can, uh, there you go, 1-800-YES-WORD. Actually, kind of fun to do that. Like, talk to an actual person. You know, like, get a phone, push the little buttons, find the numbers, 1-800. Now, we'll slow us down a little bit because you're like, where's the Y? Where's the E? Where's the S? 1-800-YES-WORD. Or just go to our friend's website, truthnetwork.com. You'll see the banner. I'm looking at it. It's right there on the left side of the homepage. $5 per Bible. And there's a match out there right now, which is awesome. We'll double whatever you do. And uh, I, guarantee, I, I can almost guarantee you that you'll meet every one of those people in heaven, which is so cool. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.